It is Wednesday the 21st of September 2016 and this is episode 294 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. Wow, we're here within a week. Amazing. Um, I am Chris, hosting as ever, and Ian is keeping me in check. Hey, good evening, Chris. You all right? I'm not going to cheat you in check. Um, I was just thinking the only reason we're here is because you've bought new toys. Yes, uh, I've bought new toys. Um, I'm going into the VR world. I've done an Oculus purchase. Arriving mm. tomorrow. Very exciting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. But we'll talk about that next week when it's all up and running, and I can talk through that some more. Well, the, the next thing will be you're going to get that. I'm going to get the PSVR, so at least we'll, we'll have some form of kind of we might become, Yeah, and I've used a Vive as well, so we maybe we become. And I'm getting hands on a Vive very soon. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, exciting times. I think we said everything is going to go to the point where we're eating virtual food and lying in virtual reality. There we go. You wish um, you were eating virtual food. I will, yeah, it would be better for me. <laughs> in, in VR, I could be thin. <laughs> um, oh, I'm not so sure. Ad, ooh, you, <laughs> Adblock Plus is going to start uh, selling acceptable ad slots. Um, but but if, as a user, you can still block these. So this is an ad blocker that is going to allow certain adverts through. Um, but these are adverts that it reckons it complies with their acceptable ad standards um i guess this is a this is a nod to all the providers and the blog owners and things who um are struggling for cash now that you know blog and uh, blog advert revenues are drying up because of these blockers and they are used in a lot of places um so it's kind of nod to that it's uh, i guess for some angles it's a bit cynical but also uh, you know, I guess something has to happen. So where, where, you know, you, you're looking at me strangely, but where, where, where do you draw the line? It's a, co- it's, a, it is a complicated issue, right? It's not. Yeah. I, I, I put an ad blocker on it to stop ads. <laughs> you know, it's. But but you do uh, some people, and I, I've toyed with this. You put ad blockers on to stop um, the annoying ads, which consume all of the resources, and then you can't you you know read the article. Uh, yeah, but that's why you can whitelist things. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't install AdBot Plus to block all the adverts and whitelist things, and then get AdBlock to actually make money off the same thing that they're blocking. So, have they said how they're going to generate cash from this? Is it them selling the adverts, or is it them just whitelisting adverts that already exist? Um. So what they're basically saying is that they're. They're wanting to sell acceptable ads, so they're trying to say that they will they'll, they'll have compliant adverts, things that make. But does that mean that you have to means. have the ad block advert advert network on your site, so you can't have your own advert network, and then it decides which they've one of those said, are compliant? They've just said that people that comply, and they've talked about sizes and placements, and um, will yeah. will be you know it, 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 it's all very woolly. It sounds very much like then like ad block are, are going to supply their own ad network. Um, and that you're, they're expecting you to then replace your advert next. Ad, ad I think repairs. I think the bit that goes that way because they're very woolly, but then they talk about how they've got an editor to give publishers the ability to place ready-made ads directly on a site in real time. 
So it's like, mm. yeah, come and sell ads through us. We'll make sure that they're quality adverts rather than annoying adverts. And that's how you'll make money because there's lots of people with AdBot Plus installed. And they have said that you, as an AdBot Plus user, you still can turn off the yes, AdBot Plus. you don't Plus, have to allow this through. Um, so that's, it, someone would say this is a very cynical land grab by them then to, you know, get traction in their own ad ad arena. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit... So as an end user, I think it's a bit, bit of a stick to it. It's a bit sucking you turn it off. See, if I was one of the guys getting blocked, I'd be raging. Yes. Absolutely raging. Yeah, and some of those companies being blocked are people like Google, so they may even feel the wrath of that. <laughs> Who knows? Um, GCHQ, Great British Firewall, is raising concerns with Privacy Group. This is the... Um, there's a proposal that GCHQ will implement a firewall to protect uh, British organisations, British companies from malicious attack from outside. Obviously, privacy uh, campaigners are very uncomfortable with this given GCHQ's sort of um, track record so far of being not open and um, and honest and downright lying in cases. Um, uh, yeah. So I wasn't sure if this story meant they were protecting British... Um, companies but all users would be sort of subject to this firewall as well i wasn't sure whether it just something you opt into the the so the guy behind it is a guy called um god i can't find it in the article somebody martin see kieran martin mm-hmm. and um so he's he's head of national cyber security center from, you know, from gchq and and he didn't call it the great british firewall he's calling it a great british spam filter mm. Um, so he's trying to say it's it's about, you know, I think they're being very careful that they don't want to be associated with what China's done because China for years has been talked about how they've got a national firewall that basically they can say... In an, in an Orwellian, in an Orwellian type way, in yes. an Orwellian type way, you look from one to the other and you realise they're the same thing, just called different different things, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, and and it's and in some ways I think it's playing all those, and it's, Just remember all those criticisms, even two, three years ago, how China were this... You know, horrible state. Where just, uh, and in in some you know cases, they haven't got a good track record. But say we're just implementing the same tools for and, very similar and, reasons. And think think back to when we talked about all the things, probably three, four, maybe even longer, um, years ago. And and we talked about how they were going to be abused when they talked about how they're going to do blocking and they're going to ask the internet providers to do the blocking. And you look at yeah, it now, it's just and and immediately and I think we saw that's it. I think it, it did start with some pretty unsavory sites, but then quickly escalated into, you know, where does the line get drawn? I guess some you know political activist groups also got blocked, things like that. Yeah, you know, and and there was some stuff because people were using you know keywords. There was some legitimate yes. sites that were providing really important information especially to a younger audience that were getting blocked i think it's... we yeah i think we covered some sort of bullying sites and some sex ed- education advice sites that also got blocked when they were quite vital in their the information they were disseminating and i, and I think that's a bit i it, some of the some conceptually some bits of it i can understand what you're saying but at the same time we know these things are, are put in place and then they're tweaked and yeah, they're changed t- and modified and you know the listening could be, you know, all the listening could be said to be there for a good reason, but it gets tweaked and used in other other ways. Um, and, you know, they are right and they are right to point out. And we should point out for completeness that, yes, they have an important job as well as doing the listening, which they've been criticised for recently. They are also actively trying to protect, um, you know, organisations and people from malicious hacking. Uh, and this is a way they can help with that. It's the, uh, you know, as this article that we've sort of um 
used for our show notes if you go and have a look at the show notes they've called it this is is this the fox looking after the hens and it's it kind of feels like that in in that respect and it certainly could be perceived that way even if the intention especially to start with is not anything particularly uh, you know malicious or untoward it just has the you know this the organization rightly is quite secretive and <laughs> you never know what they're going to do with it anyway there you go and and they're viewed with a, a, a you know your starting position is a kind of sense of mistrust you yes. know although, now although, especially yeah Although you, you know, I guess there's a lot of people will say, "How dare you? They've got the best interest of the country at heart." But have they? You know, and that's that's always the kind of whiff about them. Though. And yes, that's always the problem because as soon as it, it's put human nature in there, humans do you know unsavoury things with information and power. They have done throughout history. Computer activist wow. Laurie Love has lost his appeal against U.S. extradition. This is the 31-year-old. Um, man with he's got asperger's syndrome so he's on the autistic scale he actually hacked into a couple of u.s organizations so nasa and the federal reserve uh said it was stupidly easy to do so but the u.s are now looking to extradite him and there's been a long-standing court case and he has lost that so he is due to be sent to the u.s however there it is still due process to follow. There's an appeal court um, and there's also the European Court of Human Rights, which may also be appealed to in this particular case. Um, and it does feel, it feels like a really uncomfortable case. I don't think anything was maliciously done, um, but, you know, USR seeking to um, throw the book at him, basically, for, for un- unauthorised access into these big federal organisations. Yeah, and I feel I, I feel sorry for the guy. I feel sorry for his his father, you know, who was outside the, the court saying, "I can't, I don't criticize." Actually, was I don't criticize the judge. She just acted in a law that's flawed, you know. So she's mm. following through, and I guess we've seen, you know, a number of laws where you know they will just have to act upon the law, and that's what a judge has to do, whether it's whether people see it as right or not. The law is law. Um, the the last case that was similar to this was uh, a Scots guy, Gary McKinnon. Yes. Um, so again, was similar on, the, you know, I think he, did he have, was he autistic as well? I can't remember. I there can't was, remember. Um, so there was concerns as well about, you know, uh, you know, health and what happens in America. And eventually it was Theresa May, you know, with, who actually um, withdrew an extradition order. So it's yes. interesting to see if the current Home Secretary. Amber um, Rudd. Amber Rudd, well remembered. I was just going to say Tory Bint, but um, it's far better to say Amber Rudd. <laughs> oh dear. It's, it's it was all ac- going so well, Ian. It's an accurate description. I, I don't see the problem. Um, so she has until mid-November to consider the case. But if, you're, if we're going to get situations like this where, you know, America asks for extradition and it goes to court, costs lots of money, stress... You know, anxiety, ill health, etc., and then eventually it gets to the the top tree, and they say no, then change the law, fix the law. At the end of the day, it's it's US looking to take someone away from their country of origin and bang them up in their jails. And there's the argument of you know he's a UK citizen, so he should be tried over here, uh, and he might be banged up in a UK jail, but at least he'll be near his family. Um, you know, that's that's the, that's the kind of long and short of it. Because I don't think there's anything to say that he can't face trial over here. No. Um, Samsung has formally recalled um, over a million uh, Galaxy Note 7 phones sold in the US. So up until now, it hadn't formally recalled, although it had um, plenty of advisories and warnings to do so. But it has now um, 
has now formally recalled it. And I think that brings into account several other sort of, I guess, acts and repeals. And that's why they weren't looking to do it. But it's um, it has now happened and they will be offering people replacements um, or an option to swap for one of the other devices. What a mess, really. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's one of these, I guess. You know, I guess people people listening, or, or you might think, ah, you're an Apple fanboy, anyways, what you care. But I, I kind of, I'd really like the new designs. You know, so the Samsung phones that we're using at work, they're all, they're all edges or, or sevens, and they are, they are, you know, spot on. Screens are great, edge to edge design, really good phones, and it just feels like this is. The, I think if they came out after it initially started. And, and and they seem to try and do it themselves rather than going through formally, especially yeah. America. It'd been out in America, I think, ten or twelve days before it was about to hit here. Um, but in the, I mean, in the UK, they recall they managed to recall before it even kind of went out properly, didn't they? So that's why there was why, people getting yeah. there was people getting texts from providers. So I, I remember one yeah. guy who was who was with O2, and and it all felt a bit staged because he says, "Well, I was just about to swap from Apple, but now I might just go back to yes, Apple because," yeah, yeah. and it felt a really staged call yeah, and. Yeah. Um, but they've really dropped the ball on this. They think a chance to act quickly, act decisively, do it properly, and instead it's been drip, drip, drip. So they're even now putting firmware updates out that doesn't allow you to charge it up. They're giving you warnings when you start the phone because I think they were saying is there still two million in America? That's only something like ten percent have been recalled so far. Mm. So, so, so considering you know how. But then, if, I guess if you're a consumer and you've been given all of this advice, I guess now the official thing. You know, okay, it takes it to a step further, but you you would thought that, I guess, the consumers know better. I guess that's that's. But the, but how how damaging to the brand? Not just that it's in the press constantly for the last sort of three weeks around this, but even in America, people going on flights were specifically naming if you have a Samsung Galaxy um, Note Seven, you must switch off now. You cannot use it, and mm. it's just damaging because that sits with people. It's like right buying one of those. Do you think it's um? Do you, do you think it's you know this I guess an effect of really rapid development cycles which these well, these companies all go through now? Bloomberg had an article and and they they were basically stating that they saw the iPhone seven as an opportunity because it was a it, everybody's talked about there was always this TikTok type things with with you know lots of computers and with iPhones in particular that you've got a there's a new design you've got a, a, a refresh not a refresh but you've kind of a refinement of the design the following year and mm-hmm. then you've got a new design and then a refinement. And this was the first time it was TikTok talk. It was it was a new design, a refinement last year, and a further refinement this year. Mm. And they felt this was a, according to the Bloomberg article, they, they they aggressively put out the Note Seven. Well, there you go. Maybe that maybe, maybe that explains some of it. And you and know. they were chasing a, a potential. We could actually really dent, you know, because the Sam's the the S sevens usually come out as about April time. So then, like in a different, you know, life cycle. You know, mm. I think it's March they do the previews of it, and April it comes out. Whereas iPhones are always September. You know, we we'll do the preview and they come out. So they, they kind of rush to Note Seven to get ahead of it. And there's talk that the was the battery too big. Was it the wrong? As in, it was too much charge, and was it the and wrong type? This, and, say battery technology. You know, some. You know, we demand a lot of our batteries for you know smaller and smaller space. Um, and maybe again, it's just a step too far that wasn't fully you know consumer tested i guess is the the problem I, and you know we're, t- we're talking without any knowledge but it, you know if if a reasonable amount of consumer testing had happened you would have expect that um that, that, that this might have at least shown itself um and i just tagged on the notes as well you're i mean you're quite right that i think it was the day it was launching was the day they kind of uno- not unofficially but they samsung launched their own recall program in america yes. 
Um, but there are lots of UK users that still got phones and the official UK swap program kicked in this week as well. Vodafone is going to need block nuisance calls um, before they reach your phone. So they have Boom. developed technology um, that will basically stop that call getting to your handset. So those annoying PPI claims and, and accident claims, things like that. Um, they apparently up until now they've been able to block you returning a call from a nuisance call um but they haven't been able to stop the call getting to your handset and now they have developed this technology uh they reckon it's going to let potentially some unwanted calls will still get through as in there's always cat and mouse with these kind of people trying to get around systems like this but you should see a, a dramatic reduction in the number of these um and they've licensed this. Well, they they reckon they could license this technology if other if other providers are interested in it. They reckon they've got this this licked. Yeah, and they're working with Ofcom on it as well. It's a good thing. As soon as I read this, it's like this is good. I mean, the the, the figures. I mean, the no, Ian, it's censorship. No, censoring my calls. This, this is thing. the great. This is the great firewall of Vodafone. It's not spammers die um <laughs> the um i i'm allowed to flip my opinion depending on the, the target of my <laughs> even, wrath the, um, even when the topic's the same yeah <laughs> um, i am a consumer i can be fickle yes absolutely and, and i'm always right because i'm a consumer no always oh is it a customer because i remember same anyway um uh, the trial at this month or the past month i had nuisance and scam calls were just in one day blocked yeah it's amazing and, the scale of these things, isn't it? I, and they're saying that they handle 23 million inbound calls a day. You know, so Interestingly, that's... orange sales to Vodafone handsets also went down that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's a significant dent on on just daily calls. You know, if you apply yeah. that across the whole network, you can imagine... Freeze up a lot up. of bandwidth, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know, I mean, obviously, call data is not a, the biggest bandwidth user on a, a network anymore, not by a long way, but nevertheless, it's still takes away chud and, and chatter doesn't it um google launches a whatsapp competitor called allo um with google assistant so this is effectively whatsapp but in the google empire uh, except for it's not protected end-to-end unless you choose to have it protected end-to-end so you can go incognito basically um but it's also got google's assistant so you can actually chat um with the google bot chatbot um, if you want to ask questions, get restaurant recommendations, probably find out whether your uh, flight gate has changed because everything has that. Um, absolutely, I, I, I know you. I know you. I know we, we both have mocked it, but there's been a few times this year where I've just been sitting back, sitting having a sitting a meal at the airport, and I'll get a little vibration in the arm, and I'll go on gate twenty-seven, <laughs> and Yay! somebody will look at the screen, and it's not there. And yeah. it's like, off we go. And then it changes to Gate 27 and you're like, boom. I knew. Perfect I knew. information. Uh, apparently there's going to be some extra photo uh, image sort of recognition going to go on. Things like it will be able to suggest responses. So if someone sends you a picture of a dog, it will offer you a quick response of something like nice dog uh, or beautiful <laughs> sunset if someone sends you a picture of a sunset. So it's basically, <laughs> it's trying to allow you to uh, have a nice quick... <laughs> You're in a rude space. No. <laughs> when you said, when somebody sends you a picture of a nice dog, Google replies, Chinese tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, yes. So <laughs> this is all built into their new service called Allo. Uh, is it available now? Can you, can you download it? It seemingly came out today. I've not had a chance to try it. Okay. Uh, there's another little app that came out yesterday from Google um, called Trips. So Google Trips, both iOS and Android. 
and it tries to consolidate the, all your trip information and make it available offline so okay. that you know you're, you, you, you're going to I don't know you're going to France and you think you've got everything but you get there and you realize your sim doesn't work and your yep. data doesn't work and it, it looks a fairly good attempt at doing it trip it do something similar where they, they kind of you know mine your 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 emails and you can mail it to trip it and it'll try and pull it all together to say you're arriving at this time and there's your pickup car and there's your hotel and there's the weather and and this seems to be doing it but also starting to surface and here's things you can do there and here's other bits you can do there and this is some sort of itinerary so that'll be interesting to try even just around uk you know does it when you when you hit a certain area does it actually suggest things and give you options so that's google trips um, just quickly, they've also said this uh, with the low, they're not going to retain um, conversations sort of indefinitely. They are going to be transitory. So you can um, basically, oh. even if they get subpoenaed eventually, they, they're not going to be linked to anywhere and uh, you won't be able to find them. But there is a slightly controversial bit to that. That was their kind of statement back in May. Mm. Was it May? April? May? When it was Google I.O.? Um, and that was what a lot of people would report this morning. But then people ah, put okay. the app on and it's actually different by default. It is retaining everything. So it's just when you go into this incognito mode. That you... you have to actually say, don't retain it. Yeah. So you actually go into your settings and change it. And as you know, most people are not going to change that. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to try it. Just to, I'm interested in that whole kind of chatbot thing because there's so much chatter about it. And most of the time I've tried them, they've been fairly. Yeah. yeah but we've moved into that arena now where things are, they've moved on quite a long way, I think. Um... No, I, I agreed. And, and we're both getting echoes next week, maybe. And, um, I, I guess that I guess that'll be interesting just to finally get the the whole conversational bit and and actually we'll we'll soon know whether it's a thing or not a thing uh, or yeah. at least the start of a thing. So I think it'll understand you far better than me. I I think it's going to have real issues with with Glaswegian. Let's wait and see. It'll be interesting to find out, won't it? Um, GoPro has been announcing stuff been releasing stuff hero 5 is out and also the hero 5 session so these are two new devices their new flagship um, hero 5 um so the last one was released in 2014 so actually it's, it's long awaited it does 4k it does 4k at 30 frames per second it's got some clever sort of um image processing going on in the the main hero um 399 will buy you one uh, and it's also waterproof now without its casing. So you can, it's in you know, a much, much smaller form factor and still be able to take it down to about 10 meters, I think it is. Uh, so that's great. Uh, also a cloud-based subscription service, so it will upgrade, so excuse me, upload um, your movies to the cloud automatically when you plug it into your PC. Uh, and also the session. So the session is the new, or is the little cube device. So um, I bought one for my racing last year um, and it's a nice form factor and they've upgraded this one so now it will shoot 4k it's lost some of it or it doesn't have some of the sort of um, higher end features of the black again um, but it is a tiny form factor and, and um, for some people obviously extremely useful um, doesn't shoot raw I think that's the biggest def- thing it doesn't have GPS built in and doesn't have a touch screen um, yeah both look um, reasonable propositions yeah, I thought it looked looked a, a solid a solid release, and um, I think the cloud that kind of cloud, um, you know, upload and and just making it easier to to get access to your data could be interesting. Yeah, I just see that as it's a bit balked in that you it literally only uploads the files, 
Uh, if you want to edit them, then you can do in their desktop app, but you do have to have the files locally to be able to do that. It doesn't start editing on the files that are up in the cloud. So if you start editing something on your desktop, uh, you cannot seamlessly go and use another computer and continue editing that 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 software. It's just it's literally a cloud service. So it's, imagine just a Dropbox folder. Um, so you could easily achieve this yourself just by dragging some files or even just having a, a linked folder. So it, I don't think it's all that, but maybe they've got you know ideas beyond just having it as a storage place. I think it's back to the it's, there's something about GoPro that I've always felt they're expensive. They are but, expensive, yeah, uh, but they've made it easy. Yes. Um, and, and that ease of use, I guess it's a, a probably akin to an Apple. You know, it's expensive and it's designed well and it's easy to use. And they've got the market share so you can go and buy add-ons for whatever situation oh, it, you're in. It's like, it's totally universal. And even the, you know, other other camera device makers now I've just, just make it. the same form factor so that yeah. it fits all these things, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it looked, it looked a solid release, especially with what else they announced. Yeah, so they um, also announced their drone. It's called the Karma drone. Uh, and basically, the I guess its selling point is um, that it can fold down. So it, you can actually fold it up and it fits inside of a backpack. Uh, it's extremely easy to fly and has a sort of an integrated controller, which looks really good with a sort of touchscreen uh, integrated into a sort of clamshell design. Um, and deals very well with wind from the reports that I've read. Um, you know, it does a good job. Uh, and it, so you can buy it with a... a GoPro attached automatically and I think you come with a hundred dollar discount if you buy the GoPro and the drone at the same time uh, I think battery time something like 20 minutes but that's dependent on conditions yeah, the, the big bit for me so I think you're right the, the fold down aspect was good the camera's at the front and pushed out at the front so they're not having to worry about it being underneath and longer legs yeah. so they can fold up legs and your arms fold and, and 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 I liked the way it was a backpack and everything was stored because I think that's one of the challenges certainly with DJI it's just a bit of a faff carrying it's, it around it's a big big old thing to move around yeah. the, the big thing for me was so I think you said it's a use but the big thing for me was the fact you could take the gimbal out with the camera mm. and attach on another like another handle and you've got a, a, a mobile easy cam yeah, yeah. steady cam thing and, yeah. and DJI had brought out a it was, a, was it an Osmo or something they called it? it? was something similar a few weeks ago, and it looked really good because it was basically a there's a camera and you can move it around, and you thought that's really smart. And then they, and then they brought out a one that said you can use the same gimbal and put put on your phone. You know, so you've got an iPhone or Android, you stick that on, and it's like actually you can spend a thousand pound and you get the GoPro, you get, yeah. you get the drone, and you get that gimbal and using it. Um, and I initially I looked at it all and I thought, oh. It looked, looked a bit kind of cheap and nasty. And then when I saw the videos for like the gimbal in the video, I thought, that's actually really clever. That's that's you yeah. using as much as the tech as possible. Because my gimbal and the camera on the drone right now, I can't use. Yep. They are, they're literally yes, just... Yes, they're, they're, they're mated. Yeah, and they're <laughs> on the drone until it yeah. crashes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, that's a real good reuse. I thought actually controls looked a bit shady, looked a bit cheap. But then I watched a video just in the controller and I was like, actually, no, that's fine. It's like a more expensive um, Nintendo DS, yeah. you know, and a bit more rounded. Yeah. And I thought, oh, in the box. And the bit this put me off, because Shaq came in this morning and was like, I'm buying one of them. I, I'm sold on that. I'll go and get that instead of my GoPro 4. And I've just read a Wired review and they were really negative about it. And I'm really so surprised. So the, the video that I saw didn't look that that good. And, I, and that's obviously down to the camera and maybe just the settings and maybe the upload of the video. But it looked almost jittery and and that's something to do with probably the performance of the drone it's hard to say anyway uh you know we i'm not willing to give a judgment on something but no, so the videos just, i've seen certainly aren't up to the standard of the videos that i've seen from yours 
So I, I said, because I looked at it now, because the only thing I said to Shaq, there was some, there was some debate about range, um, because mm -hmm. battery life is around about twenty minutes, and mine's is the the the. The, the the phantom I've got is a, is twenty minutes, but the actual the I'm trying to remember what the new one's called, but that's got about twenty five minutes, or so slightly more. And it sounds a trivial difference, but it's a good percentage more. Hmm. Um, but it's the range. So although DJI said it can go up to a kilometer, you can usually get a lot more than that. And it it looks like they're they're saying they're using a slightly less you know reliable range worthy yeah. um, signal. And the other point was it doesn't do any tracking or it's got no sensors to stop any crashes. So, it, but but I think you're getting the best. I, I still really like it for that. You know, see that taking out the gimbal and the camera. I thought it was genius. You see, like GoPro cameras have never been the best cameras. The GoPro drone doesn't need to be the best drone because it's no. It will be consumer friendly. Um, it, it's priced pretty well. So, um, so so I'll be interested. Seven nine nine starting thousand with a or so a thousand one hundred with a GoPro or a thousand yeah. with a Hero Five session. So that. Uh, we're likely to see one to one, I'd say, on that. So I think UK prices. No, it's be very a bit similar. less. No, it's a bit less. So okay. I think that the the um, so the drone without a camera was eight hundred dollars. It's seven twenty pounds here. Okay, so slightly less. So 80, 80 sort of different. Okay, uh, yeah. Like I say, it won't it won't matter too much. They they look like they've built a, a, a reliable product. People are in the drone market. I don't know how long it's going to be last, but you know. I guess they're the perfect people for it because it's it's the natural evolution of the the sort of action cameras to have it tracking you rather than just uh, um, looking at uh, from your perspective. Okay, drone racing is coming to Sky as part of a one million investment, one million dollar investment, I should say. Um, but Sky are going to show the drone racing lead DRL um, starting in October. Yeah, I, it's weird. I I thought there would be no appeal in this whatsoever, and I watched a kind of must have been like a BBC article on it a month or two ago, and it reminded me of a wipeout because they had it yeah. all all kind of like a stadium all rigged out with with yeah. lights and stuff, and I was like, this is like, and when you saw it in first person view, it was like, God, put, put I think a gun I've, on that. I think I've seen some of it. I, I I'm not convinced yet. I would, would I watch it? No, but I was surprised how watchable it was. And I and this is it. So I need to go and see one of this first episode to see whether I think it's watchable. I can't see it being that exciting. But no, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. Who knows? Let's leave that off until it happens. But yeah, so that's coming sort of some point in October. Well, okay, that's the end of the news. Um, one thing we were going to talk about a few weeks ago, and I've not really got around to it, is SkyQ because I subscribed to site SkyQ um, probably about a month ago now. So I've been living with that for a while. Um, and yeah, am I happy I've got SkyQ? I am relatively happy I've got SkyQ. I don't think I gained too much from having SkyQ. But it didn't cost you any more, did it? It is, it is more expensive. I think it's like maybe ten pounds more a right, month, okay. something like that. If not, if not a few more quid than that, but it doesn't cost much more. And it, and for some people, if you've got the t the top end Sky package with multi room, you'll be actually saving some cash. So basically, with the SkyQ Silver package, you get their new SkyQ Silver box, which is terabyte storage, so it's plenty of storage space. And its selling point is that you can record four channels and watch a fifth recording. Um, it's also got um, 4K capability, mostly on download, but the Sky does have some 4K channels as well. And how does a 4K look? So on the download, it is pretty special you know but it but it's only like i have a ginormous tv now as well and you kind of need that to make those tvs look good it does a good job of upscaling uh, just hd 
Um, so it, it does a really good job of that. It's, it still looks good on the big screen. Um, if you have got a large screen and it is 4K, then yes, go for it. If you've got a smaller screen, um, there's absolutely no difference. I'd say the software is still in its learning phase. There, you you know, people get very used to the old Sky Plus software. Um, this is sort of it's got a swipeable controller, um, so you kind of use gestures uh, to to swipe. And there are some things we got used to on Sky Plus with shortcuts of being able to favorite things and stuff like that, that that aren't yet available. But they're all easy fixes for you know future releases. Um, but there are some you know there's some big misses. It does series link by default, which is a nice feature. So if you want a show recorded, you can press it once, and it pretty much forevermore will then record that. Um, the areas of you know the the planner and stuff they're all pretty similar i'd say the planner's not as 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 optimized for quick uh, use it's sort of it's a bit more style um i love the um, forward and reverse buttons on the controller which now you swipe to go you know you're kind of swiping to one side to get it to forward and you're swiping the other way to, to go in reverse and the further you swipe the, the faster the reverse goes so it feels much more intuitive and as soon as you let go it stops at that point so you don't have any of that you know overshooting when you're reversing uh, and i guess the final aspect to cover off is the the mini box so with the skyq package you get one mini box which allows you to do multi-room effectively so this is a secondary box you attach to your you know your other tv uh it, it's capable of uh hd only it can't do 4k um and effectively it can you know it, it streams basically the content from the main box um it has been relatively reliable, reliable. But one thing I wasn't, sh- I didn't know beforehand. They're they they want your Skybox connected via Wi-Fi, and it then goes and creates its own little mesh network to the other boxes. It does not want you putting a hard line in. It, in fact, it positively discourages you from putting a you know a network cable in. Uh, so it does come with um, you know wireless interference and unreliability. So the box upstairs in my room does lose connection quite. Uh, quite more often than you'd want it to because it's a frustrating thing having to you know <laughs> go and reset the boxes and sometimes even have to reset the box downstairs to get it all to, to hook back up again so uh, and the, the connection's not always perfect either my, I'm in an ideal situation my bedroom's directly above my lounge and right above the router so you would have thought I'm in the perfect situation but if you haven't got um, that even then I lose connection or for, for no apparent reason so you, you kind of you basically lose your program for a little while and then it pings back in again so that's, that's a bit frustrating and that's one of the reasons why i've kind of stayed away from it not, not it's not, not ready not, yet yeah i don't have a, don't have a 4k telly for a start yeah but in, in my situation it's like there's no way i would have a box either down the stairs so it's fine you know for from a mom but for me and then getting those those breakups or vice versa yeah know, it's, it's just what a reliable tv service and i think i think it will get there i think yeah. the decision not to go wired when you know potentially they could with a network cable which would solve all of those problems is a strange one i'm sure they've got reasons for doing that but at the moment it's a strange decision um you know and as uh, overall the the product feels good but it doesn't feel fully fledged yet it doesn't feel like it's the final end result which and sky plus definitely is so if you're on a standard sky plus at the moment uh, you haven't got a 4k tv there is absolutely no reason to move to this new product in fact you've probably been moving backwards in time a little bit uh, just because you're there are these bugs that need to be ironed out but as a whole the product feels great uh, the you know being able to move from one screen to another is easy um being able to go to your ipad if you want to download stuff onto your ipad and stuff is is also easy so some things it does very well other things it's still working out it's not time to go yet um 
if if you've got a 4k tv then you want their 4k content then maybe but even that's not yet um you know you can get four better 4k content elsewhere so amazon prime or or um you know netflix at 4k so that's my current status of sky q very good um and i'm i may as well just say i picked up an iphone 7 last week <laughs> yes and um i have been very not happy the matte black not the no, sorry not the black black no it's matte black not the jet black yes um and it's a seven not a seven plus still think seven plus is is, is too big um i didn't see the big benefit from the photo side yes you can do a bit of zooming but it's not that's not the be all and end all for me and even when i look at the they've just released a beta update um of um that the kind of bulky effect that's coming in um, Booker. and 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 people are putting up pictures and i'm looking at it going i'm not that impressed but obviously yeah. people that have got that camera are saying this is fantastic well you've got amazing. a nice little camera to be able to do that for real so you don't need yeah. to have no fake, i fake agreed thing. agreed and, and it's just but the as for the as for the camera I, I was amazed at how many people were trying to find issues with it it was almost like the people were trying to find the next you know like you know bend gate or you know, antenna gate yeah um, so, so the the one on this one seemed to be because it's a compassion it's because it's not a physical button now, and it's relying on Touch ID to actually operate your button. Then, if you put some cloth in between your finger and the button, it doesn't operate because mm. uh, it needs Touch ID. Um, and lots of people going, "This is amazing! This is terrible!" And then people had tried it with, um, you know, how you can get the gloves that have the sausage fingers, friendly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and people had tried that, and it wasn't working. This is a scandal. But then other people were, "There's a video. It works fine. You know, yeah. wear gloves." And uh, so, and then, and then there's also there's, there's a video of some some pluses are hissing, as it's doing like an iCloud backup or doing mm-hmm. things. It's making an audible hiss. Um, but seemingly other models were the same. And I must admit, I had a bit of insomnia <laughs> last night, and I was just as I as I do, I was like, "What's happening on Twitter?" And I could just hear a little, and I was like, "As as mm-hmm. and I, and it was six updates." So I did the six updates, and as it was doing the downloads and installing. I hear I that hear with a quite a lot of devices, but it has to be pretty silent to hear it. But yeah, when you uh, when it is it sat re- when it yeah when it's when it's sat charging though, it can become an interference for some people if you tune into it. Yeah, it absolutely. Can become, you know, but... and the guy that had done the recording of it that got a million hits was a, a podcaster, so he probably had a mic, you know, very good mic yeah, yeah, sure. it, and it was a, you know, I'm not saying it was amplified or cheating. Um, I I have no issues at all. Um, the headphone socket's gone. The ear pods are working fine. Um, I've not got the ear pods. That's just the normal lightning ones, and the little dongle that comes with it. It all works fine. Um, Does it? No is the dongle issue. annoying to have attached? Um, just so you can listen to it through your earphones. Yeah. Um. And maybe maybe if you have particular stuff. I know. I noticed Shaq's earphones are a really short thrown at angles, so mm-hmm. it all looks a bit weird because he's got a, a dongle and then a strange angle cable yes. and then the normal cable. It all looks a bit of a faff, and it looks a bit fugly because he's got a, a black iphone with a with a black headphone set and his white cable now in the air in between yeah you know so it's, it's a bit of a hack and a bit of a um battery life slightly better so but interestingly shack reckons his is worse but i think he's turned more things on because his older <laughs> battery wasn't coping as much so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but i've i've got everything basically the same as it was and i'm getting a lot more out of it so i'm sitting now was was, was doing my normal day and i'm at 40 percent I usually I'd be down at about ten, eleven, yep. fifteen. So getting, I'm getting the I'm, sweats on. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, well, no, I just go and plug it in somewhere. Oh yeah, that as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's. Uh, I can understand why people wouldn't upgrade. 
Um, I think picture quality is a, a, a good upgrade, but I can understand why people would be like, oh, there's not much difference here between in, the 6 and the 6S. We're in that f- phase with the iPhone. People who, you know, need a new phone will go and get one. You're not necessarily going to get people automatically uh, upgrading nowadays. Absolutely. But speed difference, boom. But, uh, yes. For I, the initial hit I, of that, you know, fun. But, but it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's amazing how much it is everywhere. Um, and that is really nice. Good. There you go. So I'm sure if there's anything else pops up, we will report back on those two um, I, products. I will. Um, I think that's it for today, though. Uh, we've got to get the Bake Off. It's not long away now. Um, the last ever series of Bake Off that we're going to watch. <laughs> uh, if you if you want to find out more about who we are, what we are, digitaloutbox.com is the website. Info at digitaloutbox.com is the email address, and we're on Twitter as Digital Outbox. I am on Twitter as Cheesy UK, and my racing stuff is academyracer.co.uk. Ian, where are you? Uh, blog is ind.net, and Twitter is Sweeper. Lovely. All right, then. Um, so, amazingly, yes, we did talk to you last week. We talked to you this week, and who knows? Maybe we'll talk to you next week as well. Speak to you then. Goodbye. Bye. We need to talk next week just so we can find out about Oculus Rift. That's true, yeah. How exciting. I may not come back. <laughs>